Hi. What's up, you guys? Not much. Not a whole lot. Yeah. I'm just, um, I'm sure by now I'm pretty upset that the holidays are over. Yeah. I really enjoy the holidays, you know, starting in September for Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> and then after the holidays are over, it's just like, ugh. I hate January and February and March and April. That's yeah, fair. so the it's just prob- like a deep, dark, sad. I thought March of time. was like your favorite month. May. May. That's right. Oh yeah. <laughs> like two. Sorry. <laughs> March and May are very similar. They're not. March is winter. Here. May is yeah. spring. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. The idea of spring. The idea of spring is in May. You're right. Shirley's not convinced. <laughs> well, this is what I don't like. Is that like, you know, November to December to like January 1st, you get like four holidays off, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. And then between January until May, because that's when Memorial Day is, right? June. Well, you get Easter June off. Even, Do you not... I don't get anything well, until Easter's Memorial Day. Well, usually a Sunday. Yeah, then there's well, that so too. There, yeah, so technically. But yeah. Well, Easter's always a Sunday, by yes, the way. Yes, I know, but like, not so. Usually. <laughs> none, of, none of us usually work on Sundays. Right. So, so we're all, we always have that off. For that, like, five, <laughs> six month gap, I don't have any days, like, just given to me off. I have to use vacation time. Mm. I usually do. You know how I did my vacation time? Hmm. Seven of the four, or sorry, five of the 10 days I get go like in the middle of those months i take a random friday off and mm-hmm. use my vacation time to just be able to have the three-day weekend mm-hmm. that's nice yeah, i mean it works yeah three-day weekends are real nice yeah yeah i've been taking a lot of time off the most time off i've ever taken really good. yeah it's been very weird it's good for you yeah i just realized like my boss doesn't give a shit and uh <clears throat> So I might as well just do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, might as well. <laughs> but if you're listening to this, which you're absolutely not, I work hard all the time. She works very hard. Yeah. Work constantly. <laughs> all right. Um, well, happy Fearsome Fridays. We are on Holy Gossip Girls. I am Casey. I'm Faye. I'm Guess Shirley. And we're here today to tell you that it's almost, wow, it's almost halfway through January. Wow. I hope your 2020 is just like fucking phenomenal. 2022? 2022. Yeah. Oh my God. Jesus. It's already started. (laughs) (laughs) Your 2020 was bad. 2021 was not great. 2022 is going to be a better rule. Slightly better. It can't be any worse than 2020. That's true. You know, that year was nightmare year. That year was like a fever dream. That's how I would describe the whole year. But anyway, um, do you guys have any hot goss? No, we don't. No. Do you? No, I don't think I really do have any. Oh. Wow, we're boring. Yeah, very. Should very... I? <laughs> well, I'm trying to go into my memory. <laughs> it's very hard. Into my memory. Into my memory. I don't know. Work's been going, like, pretty good. I've been having a lot of new, like, opportunities to do stuff I don't normally get to do. That's fun. Yeah. Do you like learning to do different things? Oh, yeah. But, like, it's stuff like going on job walks. So, like, while 
the buildings being put up uh-huh. going around and like really seeing what's happening that's cool yeah yeah so yeah i'm it's pretty exciting and then just like being able to go to meetings where we're working with like the general contractor and stuff and mm-hmm. so like i'm really understanding who's part of the team and like they know who i am mm-hmm. which is pretty cool because it's kind of like getting recognition in that way yeah like they're like oh it's you shirley it's you and i'm shirley, like it's shirley you. Surely you must be kidding me. <laughs> Wait. I think you've made this joke before. I have many times. <laughs> I can't help it with a name like Shirley. You're just asking for it. Well, my bad. My parents just. I know. They geez. they really loved the movie Airplane. <laughs> exactly. Can you imagine? <laughs> I guess we should ask your parents why you were named. And if they say airplane, I'm going to just be in love with your parents. It's because of Shirley Temple. Aww. Aww. Not as funny as airplane. Sorry. Whatever. Animal crackers. Okay. Do you remember those commercials used to haunt us in our childhood? Do you remember those? What? It was like the box set Shirley Temple and it played constantly. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I do. I don't as much oh it's very fleeting it's probably so traumatic that yeah i didn't remember it that's fair it's very deep in the recesses of my trauma riddled child brain it's true just kidding i had a wonderful childhood (laughs) yeah you did i did (laughs) it was excellent all right Faye. yes i'm gonna tell you just a very weird story i love weird stories very bizarre i love the word bizarre but not supernatural no okay it's a true crime story that makes no sense to me okay let's do it love that (sighs) what are you drinking oh i'm drinking (laughs) cran orange truly cran orange cran orangely cran orangely me too twins it's really good it is i'm into it it's my favorite so far yeah me too, I think. Did you want to try it? I can't. Orange. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. that's right. I was like wondering why you were. You know what's interesting? <laughs> like, I always had like orange artificial flavoring. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I finally started liking it like six months to a year before I found out, like, that you can't have it. Yeah, like, it's, oh, it sucks. was janking up my stomach along with a million <laughs> other things I can't eat. Up janky up yeah it was like that Jank it up and it's like i finally started liking this orange artificial flavor like and now i won't i mean like who technically knows how much orange like oh, is yeah. actually but i'm just not willing to risk it you know yeah, yeah. that's yeah. fair smart it's it's grown from artificial orange trees exactly yeah. <laughs> yes okay good okay you guys are enjoying your drinks yes yes Anyway, there's a lot of names in here that I forgot to look up how to pronounce. That's okay. I never do. Yeah. I just throw caution to the wind and I usually fuck everything I try up. to, but I only got the first girl and then I forgot yeah. about everyone else. <laughs> but they don't come up again, so it's fine. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. cool. Rebecca Zahau was of Burmese immigrant origin. She was born in Falam, Chin State, a town in the Chin Hills in northwestern Burma, to her father, Kua. Hinin Thang 
and mother Zung Tin Par. Zhao came from a family of Qin ethnicity and was raised as a Protestant. Really? After, yeah. That's very interesting. Yes. Is it? I think so. I mean... I could be very wrong, <laughs> but I think that's interesting. Well, I guess uh, my co one of my old co-workers at Panda Express um, was born in Burma, moved here when she was like 12 or something, and she's like... She was like super Christian. And so I don't know, maybe like uh, that a, got spread around there. It could have been. Yeah. So I don't know. Either way, it is interesting. Yeah. I agree. Good for uh, her. After living in Nepal and Germany, Zahao moved to the U.S. in August of 2009. Zahao was arrested for shoplifting and stealing $1,000 worth of jewelry from Macy's in Phoenix, Arizona, to which she pled guilty, girl boss. In 2002, <laughs> she married then 36 year old nursing student. Neil Nalipa, Nalipa, Nilpa, of Scottsdale, Arizona. They divorced in February 2011. Mm. She worked as an ophthalmic technician until quitting in December 2010. Oh, your favorite year. My favorite year. <laughs> the end of my favorite year. It's still, still your favorite year. Yeah. What did you get for Christmas that year? I don't know. I wonder. I wonder too. It was probably really cool. Whatever it was. Because <laughs> it was a good year. <laughs> In 2008, Zahao began dating Jonah Shacknai, CEO of Medicis. Medicus? I should have looked stuff up. I'm what? sorry. Okay. Please spell this one at least. M-E-D-I-C-I-S. Medicus? Medicis? Medicis? Yeah, Medicis. That, was, that sounds good. Medicis Pharmaceutical, while she was still married to Nailpa. Damn. Also, he's the CEO. Hi. Damn. Nye's position at Medicis made him the ninth highest paid CEO in Arizona, earning $6.4 million in 2010. What the fuck? Yeah. Good job, girl. Oh. Girl boss. Yeah, girl boss. Oh. Is there a give a clap? Oh, oh. Yeah. Girl boss. Girl boss. Wait, does she end up being an asshole? Okay, I just want to make sure we're not applauding. She girl boss to the very end. Okay, good. <laughs> His first marriage to Kimberly James resulted in a divorce and a three-year-old, three-year custody fight over the couple, couple's two children. He had a son, Maxfield Aaron Max Shacknai Max in quotes. So oh, that's his, okay. That's what like he went by. His nickname. With his second is kind of a dope name. That really is. Yeah. With his second wife, Dina Romano. So he had a little boy. He had other kids too, but only the little boy comes up. And this is the CEO guy? Yes. Okay. In July 11th, 2000, on July 11th, 2011, Zahao Max, Zahao's teenage sister, Zena, were at the Spreckles Mansion in Coronado, California, which Shaq and I used as a summer estate. Spreckles. Spreckles. <laughs> At some point sprinkles. during the day, Max fell face first over a second floor banister, suffering injuries to his spinal cord and facial bones, the mm -hmm. former of which affected his heart rate and breathing. <sighs> Poor little boy. Yeah. Wow. So said she was in the bathroom at the time. She found Max moments later, and Zena called 911, Zena being her sister. Damn. Max was not breathing and unresponsive, 
and was taken to Ratty Children's Hospital. How old was he? He was. Less than 10, probably. Yeah. That's sad. I mean, any child getting hurt is sad, but whenever they're young, it's very sad. Yeah, it's very Mm -hmm. sad. Mm -hmm. He died on July 16th due to brain damage caused by oxygen deprivation resulting from his injuries. Damn. Mm. Poor little boy. That's really fucking awful. so sad. On July 26th, investigators ruled the boy's death as an accident, speculating that he somehow tripped. However, a trauma doctor who examined Max prior to his death and autopsy stated that the police stated to police that he did not believe the injuries from his fall were consistent with the cardiac arrest and brain swelling experienced by him, suggesting that Max may have suffocated prior to his fall. Hmm. On July 12th, 2011, Zahao dropped off Zena at the airport for her flight back to Missouri, and then she picked up Shaq Nye's brother Adam, who had just arrived on a flight from Tennessee. Zahao, Shaq Nye, and Adam ate dinner with a friend named Howard that evening. Zahao and Adam returned to the Spreckles mansion while Jonah reportedly, Jonah being Shaq Nye, the CEI, reportedly kept a vigil at Max's bedside while Max's mother, Dina Romano, he, what? With, with Max's mother, Dina Romano. Okay. He would leave the hospital to recuperate at a nearby Ronald McDonald's house. Aww. There were reports of loud music coming from the Spreckles mansion later that night. Whenever the kid was in the hospital? Yeah. Suspicious. Mm-hmm. On the morning of July 13th, at roughly 6.45 a.m., Oh, sorry. I'm not on page one of eight. <laughs> um, Adam stated that he found Zahao's nude body hanging from a balcony with her wrists and ankles bound and her hands behind her back. Wait, say that again? <laughs> on the morning of July 13th at roughly 6.45 a.m., Adam stated that he found Zahao's nude body hanging from a balcony with her wrists and ankles bound and her hands tied behind her back. How was she hanging from her neck? Mm-hmm. Uh, is she dead? Yep. Okay. I mean, I can't imagine you survived that. Well, sorry, it didn't specifically say, and I, yes, I agree, but yeah. it didn't specifically say. So she died. Okay. She is super dead. She was gagged with a blue long sleeve t shirt wrapped around her head with the sleeves double knotted and stuffed into her mouth. Oh. There was also what appeared to be tape residue on her legs. Adam called 911 at 6.48 a.m. He then sent a text message to his brother to inform him of the news. He cut down Zahao's body before the police arrived. Dumb. Medics attempted to revive her, but pronounced her dead at the scene. So you're probably going to get into it, but how suspicious are we of him? Of him? Of him. You know, we're suspicious of everybody. Really? We don't know. Well, you'll see, frustratingly, police weren't very suspicious of anybody. (laughs) What? Police initiated forensic and toxicology testing on her body as part of an autopsy to determine the cause of death. Speculations of foul play began early on in this case. However, investigators were unable to find any other DNA at the scene. On September 2nd, the San Diego County Sheriff's Department formally announced their finding that Zahao had committed suicide. 
Okay. Somehow, somehow bound her legs, put her arms behind her back, gagged herself with a t-shirt, tied around her head, uh-huh. and then hanged herself. Wow. That's very talented. Yeah. She's girl boss. <laughs> I just... Wow. That... How... How mad would you be if that's your family, your right? family member? Yeah. Livid. Yeah. Because it's literally impossible. Could not imagine. Like, I don't even think. Yeah. Even like the Houdini types that are like, you know, mm-hmm. the straight jackets. I don't even think they could manage a feat like that. Really? I think that there's no way this wasn't the husband paying off the police. He was very rich. That's what I'm saying. There is no way. There's for what reason to like sweep it under the rug? Yeah, because he killed her. He didn't want an investigation, so he's like, "Here, here's six million dollars. Whatever. I made that much last year. I'll make that much this year." So he killed her because she accidentally killed the kid. Maybe. That's Hmm. a theory. Okay, let's go. The house autopsy results revealed four instances of head trauma, about which investigators and outside commentators expressed various theories. San Diego medical examiner Jonathan Lucas stated that because there was evidence that she went over the balcony in a non-vertical position, she may have struck her head on the balcony on the way down. Four times. Werner Spitz, an expert witness who testified during the trial of Casey Anthony, unrelated (laughs) said it was some possibility stating when the body first dropped she doesn't necessarily jump to her death so she would drop directly downward and she could easily hit the side of the structure from which she's hanging Mm. however he noted that to draw stronger conclusions he would have preferred to see what the body looked like before the wrist bindings were removed Mm. which they don't have any yeah because the brother cut her down before yeah they showed up forensic consultant Dr. Maurice Godwin expressed doubt, stating, The chances of bumping into the railing and going over the balcony and hitting your head four times are highly unlikely. That's what I said. I said four times. I said that. <laughs> you sure did. Four times did. is a lot. Like, yeah. maybe, maybe twice. Maybe. Bang, 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 yeah. bang. Push. <laughs> Tragic. <laughs> A second autopsy on Zahau was conducted by pathologist Dr. Cyril Wecht Wecht (laughs) at her family's request. He testified that he... Podcast full of people, all of us, trying to pronounce really fucking weird names. (laughs) Just be cringing. It's W-E-C-H-T. So it's either Wecht or Wetched. (laughs) But I don't know which. What if it's just Wet? Wet. Anyway, he testified that he believed <laughs> fractures in her throat were caused by manual strangulation, not by suicidal hanging. Oh. He further stated that he thought Zahau's death was a homicide. An attorney for Zahau's family stated that or stated that other inaccuracies were found with the sheriff's department investigation, including evidence that indicated Zahau was sexually assaulted before her death. <gasps> Well, yeah, I would assume if she was naked. Yeah, that is kind of weird. How do they know that? Was there, like, trauma to her area? There must have been. Yeah, because if she was a married woman, it's not just like, oh, there was semen. But they said they didn't find any 
um, evidence. So yeah, they must have found some trauma. Yeah. So whoever did that to her had to have cleaned up after themselves. Yep. Wow. I don't know. It's all very bizarre. So if they, if this person who murdered her strangled her while she was still bound and stuff, mm-hmm. supposedly, why, why wouldn't you remove all that and then hang her? I have no it idea. Just seemed, it's obvious, like that she couldn't, yeah, hang herself being all tied up like that. Yeah, I was about to say. Well, maybe they're like, well yeah maybe it's something where they're like well they're gonna see the the wrist bindings and leg bindings if i take it off they're gonna still know that that was there and then i took it off and it looks yeah. better at least that i didn't take it off even. That's but true. then what's the point of hanging her corpse well obviously they took it as a suicide even though she was bound so i think if she was bound and then it was taken off after her death then it would be even more obvious that it wasn't her because you can't Right, right, right. Although, just don't kill her in the yeah. first place. How about that? Leave her alone. <laughs> wow. Family members expressed suspicions for why Zahau's hand, hands and feet were bound. San Diego Sheriff Roy Frank stated, There are documentations of incidents throughout the country where people have secured their feet and hands as well to commit suicide, to prevent themselves from changing their minds. Police reenacted the scenario in an effort to determine whether it would have been possible for Zahau to bind herself in that fashion and showed a video demonstration in which a woman wrapped a rope around her hands several times in front of her, slipped one hand out of the binding, then placed her hands behind her back, rebound them, and tightened the bindings with the aid of string similar to the one police found in Zahau's hands. So tie your hands, Mm -hmm. remove one, Put them behind your back, retie them with string. So she bound her ankles first, Mm -hmm. jumped off the balcony, didn't snap her neck, hit her head four times, and then rebound her hands behind her back. I think it's saying that she bound her hands before. Well, yeah, before and then and then rebound them behind her before after before she died, after she jumped. Right? No, before, no, she, before jumped. she jumped. Like she oh. already had the noose around her neck when she oh, did okay. that part. I see. Yeah. I see. But I mean, it's still extremely unrealistic. Yeah, it makes no sense to me. A message, this is the weird part. A message had been painted on the door of the room leading to the balcony below where police found Zahau's body. According to Zahau's ex husband, Nailpa, it read, She saved him. Can he save her? Officials initially declined to confirm this. That doesn't make sense. What does that mean? I That's very, very bizarre. In, in media comments, Sheriff Gore only stated that it was not a clear suicide note. However, investigators took it as further evidence of suicide. Hmm. She saved him. Can he save her? Why would that be your suicide note? That sounds more like a threat. It doesn't make any sense. Zahau liked to paint as a hobby. Well, what if... Okay, sorry to interrupt. Mm -hmm. But what if it's like, she saved him, talking about Max, Mm -hmm. right? Can he save her? But the irony of it is that... Neither of them were saved? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that's the irony of it is, like, he died. So, obviously, he can't save her because she didn't save him. Huh. That makes sense. I don't know. I just don't get it. 
Why would she paint a suicide note? Yeah, <laughs> that too. Okay, but you were saying she's a painter. She's a painter and mm -hmm. had signed her paintings in the past. Her siblings contended that the message did not match her handwriting. Nailpa also stated that the note did not appear to be something she would have written. Hmm. Police served Verizon AT and AT&T with search warrants to obtain cell phone billing records and took Zahao's Samsung focused cell phone as evidence. According to AT&T records, from roughly 8 p.m. till 10 p.m., Zahao talked and texted with her older sister, Mary, who confirmed that Zena had arrived, arrived home safely. At 10.48 p.m., Zahao received a text from Nina Romano, the twin sister Shaq Nye's ex-wife, who, Dina, so their names are Nina and Dina, that's crazy, I hate mm. that, <laughs> <laughs> who wanted to stop by the house and talk ab about Max's accident. Zahao did not reply to that message. Police said Zahao checked her voicemail a few hours later at 12.50 a.m. and listened to a message. Billing records do not show who left that message. Police stated that it was a message regarding the worsening of Max's condition, but declined, declined to confirm what time or who left the message. Okay, so this is before Max died. Yeah, he's still in the hospital. Oh, okay. Mm. When all this is happening. Well, in that case, oh. maybe it's once again, she technically kept him alive, but can he keep her alive? I don't know. Yeah. Mary stated that police told her it was from Jonah Shacknai. The message was deleted, meaning the police and Zahao's family never heard the contents of the message. Investigators initially did not attempt to power up or operate the cell phone, fearing that they might overwrite evidence contained in its memory. Hmm. Instead, they tried to determine whether forensic software was available, which would allow them to examine the model of the phone. On August 15th, unable to identify any such technology, a detective turned on the phone and conducted a manual search of it, finding that the voicemail message was not stored on the phone. Mm -hmm. They did not request that AT&T try and retrieve the old, the deleted messages from its servers. Don't know why. Yeah. Later on, on September 21st, an investigator announced that they would be using new technology to copy the phone's data for further investigation. In early October, investigators completed the second examination of the phone stating that they did not uncover any additional information and would soon return it to Zahao's family. So this was all just like, we don't know, she killed herself. But then in 2018, juries on the panel in the wrongful death suit against Adam found him responsible for the death of Rebecca Zahao and awarded the Zahao family $5 million. How many years later was that? This was 2018, so... Eight years later? Yeah, that's like a long time. So this is like similar to the O.J. Simpson thing where he's not guilty, but he's guilty, <laughs> you know? Where it's like, okay, you're not going to prison for killing her, but you're responsible for her death kind of thing. Interesting. Um, are you about to go over theories? No. Yeah. Oh. My source okay. is Wikipedia. Okay. Let's go over theories after a short break. Okay. Bye. 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 back hello hello all right so 
Uh, who do you think is responsible? Do you think it was a suicide? Uh, no. Zero <laughs> percent. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe one percent. I will <laughs> give it one percent. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I think it's her husband had the most Motive? reason. Yeah. Yeah. But he wasn't there because he was at the hospital in the Ronald McDonald house. Can they like verify that? I think so. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. So yeah, I guess maybe his brother or wh- wh- whomever. It also could have been Nina, the aunt of the little boy, because she said she was going to come over. Didn't she? So the rape thing could have been, since there was no actual evidence left behind, she could have raped her with an object yeah. to make it look like it was... I don't know. No, I don't like think the John so. Bonet case. Like yeah. it would be hard for a, a woman just like facts. I don't know what this woman looks like technically, so sorry if I'm, you know, to pick up another woman and hang her potentially. Not unless she forced her to. What if she was alive whenever she was stepping off the balcony? So it was like gunpoint? Could have been. Yeah, but that's at, true. Why even why jump off the balcony? Like, even yeah, if you I'd rather get shot than hanged. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe it could say, like, if you don't do this, then this something bad will happen or whatever. I don't yeah. know. But while you were telling it, I was thinking maybe she, like, told, which the husband has an alibi, but at the time, I was thinking, well, maybe she told the husband that, like, she was like neglecting Max or something like that, and then mm-hmm. the husband got really angry and killed her. But like, obviously, if he has an alibi, that can't be it. Yeah. What's interesting is that the wrongful death suit was against Adam, the brother, brother of her husband. Oh, oh. I thought that Adam <laughs> was the guy's name. Yeah. There's a lot of names. There's yeah, there were so many. So names. let's call him by the first name. So he's Adam, and the husband was Jonah. Oh, in that case, oh. then yeah. So basically, they're like Adam's guilty. Adam, okay, Adam this this comes together. Adam is yeah. the one who found her. Okay, cut okay. her down. Yeah. Oh, did he cut the bondage off of her? I before the paramedics got there. I think he did, but I don't know for sure. Yeah, it kind of did sound that it's, way. I think it sounded yeah. that way. But what's the point? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no. I just think this is a very weird... It's very strange. Very weird case. And, it's... like, I don't... I Yeah. I think this is what I'm kind of thinking. I'm thinking the brother maybe... Uh, the husband maybe paid his brother to do it. Because why would the husband really stay at the Ronald McDonald's house for, like, three days unless he wanted an alibi? That I was wondering that too because the Ronald McDonald House is really to help families who can't afford can't afford places to stay whenever their children are in the hospital. Like if you're a millionaire, you don't need to use charity. Yeah. So that is a good point. Yeah, I think that, and then like, why would his brother come? Okay, I'm like, you know, this is the message. Oh, that's very weird. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Huh. I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm definitely thinking 
that the husband maybe blamed her or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he had his brother actually do the killing part. Yeah. Maybe the brother was like, well, I'm going to kill her anyway. Might as well rape her. I don't know. Or maybe he did it to make it look like. Or maybe he was in love with her. I don't know. Hold on. I'm confused. So my sources told me that the note said she saved him. Can he save her? Right? Okay. Yeah. This but clearly says, can you save her? Oh. Wikipedia. Wikipedia, get on it. Get on it. Can you save her? She saved him. Can you save her? Why would some him. anybody write that for... It's so cryptic. Well, no, yeah, nobody would write that as a suicide note. Yeah. Like, at all. That doesn't make any sense. Well, whoever wrote it must have done it. It just seems like somebody set up everything just to be blatantly confusing. Yeah. No joke. Because I was going to say, well, they must have done it to make it seem like it was her suicide note. But no, nobody would write that to make it seem like the suicide note. Yeah. It sounds like they threw in a lot of things to potentially be like a red herring. Yeah. But then the police didn't investigate any of it anyway. So yeah. it didn't even fucking matter. They didn't care. No. Oh, you think that they did it to try and be like, oh, well, well you it guys could be should this. It go could be search that. for a healer. Could okay. be this. Could be that. But they were like, it was suicide. <laughs> <laughs> Time to go. I don't know. Maybe it like, I don't know at this point with now knowing that that says like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's almost like maybe they had a, like a neighbor mm, or yeah. something that like, yeah, or I don't know. Maybe it was Nina or whatever. Could be anyone. Although I don't know why she would write that. It could have been like a group like the whole family could have conspired together. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it really could have. Yeah. Like, I'm going to text you at this time, and then so-and-so is going to call you and leave a voicemail, and so-and-so is going to answer the phone and, and listen to voicemail, but it's not going to be you because you're going to be dead already. <laughs> We're each going to leave one weird clue behind. <laughs> We're not going to talk to each other about it. It's going to be a little secret, <laughs> so they're not going to make any sense together. Huh. <laughs> It's very weird. It's so weird. And that's also very tragic. I'm sorry we're laughing, but... It's very sad. <sighs> what an awful way to die. Really? Like, if if at any point she died from any of those things that could have killed her, mm -hmm. it just sucks. It really does. Strangulation, hanging. Hit in the head. Hit in the head. Having a fucking t-shirt shoved down <laughs> your throat. Really? Like, not, not cool. So I wondered also, like, I don't want to, like, she's dead, so yeah, it's tr terrible to talk about it. But with the little boy's death, um, there were signs that he may have been hurt before falling over. Yeah. And she was the one there with him. So either she did something, which I'm not saying she did. Yeah. And they're getting revenge for it. Yeah. Or... They just think that she should have been looking after him better and they're well, getting revenge for it. The kid doesn't strangle himself. Yeah. <laughs> but like the they're saying that he like got injuries that made him not be able to breathe. Mm -hmm. They're just also speculating that he was strangled before. Yeah. I, I mean, know. I've been so upset at a five year old that I, you know, pushed him over. Really? Yeah. My nephew is an asshole. <laughs> But, like, 
then you immediately feel bad. I didn't push him off a balcony. Yeah. And I didn't strangle him. But I mean, you do get very, very frustrated. Um, so I can see you getting like put over to the tipping point because kids are insanely frustrating. That's yeah. True. So he was a very cute little kid. Aren't they all though? Yeah. Look at him. Sorry. Aww. Oh, he was. Oh, don't show me that. So it just precious. makes it worse. <laughs> just makes it worse. Very cute. He was very, very cute. Okay. Well, there you have it. Well, we don't know anything, and that sucks. What a weird, truly tragic. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, follow us on social media. We're on Holy Gossip Girls on Facebook and Instagram at Girls of Holy on Twitter, and email us your theories at unholygossipgirls at gmail.com and have you ever pushed over a five year old <laughs> let us know we want to know we want to know the answer is yes because five year olds are okay once they turn five so maybe between five and six but like six for sure they're like little miniature terrorists they're just the worst I love children I've never pushed over a child. A six-year-old? No. no you, you love six-year-olds? I just love children. They're so mean and just bratty <laughs> and awful. Yeah, that makes sense. My niece is getting, like, more and more bratty. And yes. she's, like, turned four in August. So I guess five's going to be full-blown brattiness. Yeah, at least my experience with my sister's two kids. They're so cute. And then they turn five. And then they just, like... <laughs> run the world and they're just such assholes about it mm. but they i mean both of her children are have single child syndrome like really bad so <laughs> there that's the thing <laughs> that yeah. that's something anyway sure, something we hope you guys have an excellent friday and we will see you guys tomorrow for a special bonus episode goodbye bye, bye.